This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Murder, Inc. They want to remind you to always sharpen your blades for maximum damage. Murder Incorporated, kill the win. Why didn't you at least look behind you? I mean, it just seemed dumb that you would just sit there. And then I realized why you didn't turn around. It's because you're the greatest person that's ever lived, Aaron. No matter what I did to you, you believed I was good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits the Podcast, the only podcast that invited you over to record itself. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing 2014's Creep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a little, little a li- indie. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Found footage film. Uh, a movie that I have seen way too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably honestly watched this movie probably close to like eight, eight or nine times. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know why, but this movie always just hits like a very specific spot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're actually going to talk about that reason on your discussion next, mm-hmm. next episode. Um, so that all being said, this movie was, uh, directed by Patrick Bryce. Mm-hmm. He's also the co-writer along with Marco Duplass. Um, and they also star in the film. So you have Mark who plays Joseph. You have Patrick who plays Aaron, the mm-hmm. kind of like videographer. And then you have a girl named Katie a- um, a- Aselton, Aselton, yeah, who is which... actually Mark's wife in real life. Mm. Um, and she plays Angela, but she's basically just like a voice on the phone who is um, uh, Joseph's sister. Yes. Uh, and this movie is about a man who is a filmmaker who is uh, trying to just make a couple extra bucks and he sees a ad on Craigslist for a guy that says, um, I just need you to film me for a day and it offers $1,000. So he goes there to film him and then we come to learn that the reason why he's asking, uh, the reason why Joseph is asking to be filmed is because he's dying of cancer mm-hmm. and uh, he wants to make a video for his unborn child to be able to like see who his father was as a man. Yes. And that's where we're brought. Yes. Uh, and that that's compelling. It it's is a compelling enough story. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, overall, man, I love this movie. I think that it, it's perfectly paced. It does not, it, it doesn't take very long for like the weirdness to mm-hmm. start happening. This movie is, I think like an hour and, like 18 17 minutes or something yeah. minutes. So we, we're not even at an, at a 90 minute movie. Yeah. Um, something that I really adore is how small it is. Yes. Pretty much one location for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of this film takes place at Joseph's house or whatever. It ends up not being his house, but yes. at that house you have, a, you have a couple shots in the woods. You have, you have a few, um, shots at, uh, Aaron's place at his like apartment building or whatever his house. Um, and, but, but for the most part, very small, intimate, two-character film. Yeah, so this is maybe, like, my third time watching this film. Yeah. And I remember the first time watching it, I was kind of, like... It was, like, right around the time where, like, I was I was starting to get out of that phase of, like, really watching only found footage films. Mm. Um, and I don't think this was the nail in the coffin, but this was definitely, like, close to it, where I was just kind of, like, it's a little lackluster. Because you, when you usually think of, like, found footage films, nine times out of ten, they're, like, possession ones. Right. Or, like, something ghost-related. Yeah. So, it's, like, to have, like, just a normal man was, I think, boring at the time when I watched it. Gotcha. Watching it this time, though, never bored. Like, this, it, very compelling. Um, My biggest praise, literally, is Mark Duplay's, like, weirdness in the film. Yeah. Like, he, he sells the fact that, like, 
he's unhinged, but you don't know it yet. Yeah. And I think like a big part to play with that is that the way that they do it for found footage where it it's like an interview, basically the entire movie. Right. And 90% of the movie, it's literally just Joseph looking at the camera, but looking at you watching it yeah and that's where it's like it's creepy because he's literally staring at you saying these things yeah and he's a really good and i'm talking about joseph yes. the character he's a really good actor yes uh about being a guy who is he, he he's he's got his oddities to him he's a little strange he's kind of got like a weird sense of humor mm-hmm. but genuinely like when you first meet him you're like oh he's a he's a nice normal guy yeah. He's fine. Like, he's got his quirks, yeah. but like he's he's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then again, you slow, like not even slowly, actually pretty quickly, you start realizing like, oh, he's a fucking like weird guy. Yes. Uh, and you don't, you're not expecting it, I don't think, to go as far as it does because mm-hmm. the ending of this movie, like the real ending of this film, yeah. is fucking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, but like, you know... You have Aaron, who's like this character who is, he really, really tries his hardest to be like the nicest and most like forgiving mm-hmm. and understanding guy. Yes. And very respectful. Like I buy him as a character of just being a genuine guy. Yeah. And when we get to like more towards the end of the film where Joseph invites him to the park and he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this now? Mm-hmm. It's like, he you can tell that he's having these thoughts of... Like, he, he's like, cause Joseph seems so genuine mm-hmm. and he's like, look at his face, man. Yeah. Like he's so sad and he's so innocent. To be fair, it is a funny face where he like yeah, paused yeah, on his yeah. It's like, it, it's like literally like mid eating something <laughs> almost. His lips are like all curled in or yeah. whatever. And he's like, look at his face. It is. I think it's supposed to be comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, oh man, Aaron, like us as the audience member, you're like, dude, don't, don't go there. Like this guy has proven and proven and proven that like, he's like insane. He is mm-hmm. not stable. You should not go out there. But there are all these little things that, that Joseph is doing. Like the fact that he sent him that video and then he immediately kind of apologizes about it. And he mm-hmm. seems so genuine about it. Yeah. And then even when he when he kind of t- talks about like oh I've gone to the doctor a few times and you know they're giving me medication nothing's really working I really just want to get forgiveness and closure from you you can meet me in this public area there mm-hmm. is nobody like, you're completely safe and all that so like it really makes Aaron feel like all right I'm gonna give this guy one last mm-hmm. chance even too like with Joseph it's like. He, he's leading Aaron on with, like, a lot of things, but, like, he's being upfront with him in a sense where he's like, I gotta be honest, I've been lying to you. Yeah. And then explains what a portion of yeah, the yeah. truth is right. in a very drawn-out way that makes Aaron feel like this is the actual truth. Yeah. So it's like, yes, he's lying about, like, certain things, but then it feels like, okay, he's kind of, like, winning him back over with telling him a long, drawn-out truth of this. Exactly. There's this, He's manipulating him, mm-hmm. and it's really smart manipulation yes. because... He's he's telling him like, hey man, can I can I just talk to you about something? Can I tell you a secret? And he's like, sure. And then he he tells he's like being honest about how weird he was, but the fact that he's being honest about him, Aaron kind of forgives him. And there's this weird manipulation that's happening that uh, I just think really really works. The fact I also love the setup and payoff. So in this movie, specifically mm-hmm. the axe, mm-hmm. right? Like the axe yes. is it's like one of the first things that you see when you go 
to Joseph's place, mm-hmm. and then they have that one little conversation while they're walking, and he brings it up. He's like, hey, man, he, he's, he asks him something, and he goes, well, I have this ex, and he goes, you have an axe? Mm-hmm. And he's like, ex, ex-girlfriend. He's like, oh, I thought you said axe. He's like, I have an axe back at my house. He's yeah. like, hey, man, be honest with me. When you saw that axe, did you think I was going to kill you with it? <laughs> and Aaron's like, uh, he's like, kind of. He's like, yeah, he kind of laughs about it. It's yeah. like, all right. And then it comes full circle mm-hmm. at the end. I love a good setup and I love a good payoff. Exactly. And it works. The thing that like I I really, really loved about this film too is that this is the perfect amount of time and pacing for a found footage It film. is. So being an hour and 17 minutes like most people think that's kind of short like oh you're kind of pushing the envelope of like what you can get done in that time yeah and it borders on oh it's like a tv movie basically Mm -hmm. but i think more found footage films should go this route because like i see a lot of them that are like a little bloated in the fact that like they're they're putting on scenes that like just don't really need to be added to it yeah um even too in like Grave Encounters, like a movie that I loved of like found footage. Yeah. It's like there is like three or four scenes that it's like I just don't care in the film. And it's like had you taken that out, like I would have been fine. Like I still would have gotten the exact story of it. Yeah. The fact that this is so intimate of a film of just literally two people, it doesn't need to be drawn out. Like it can be that hour and ten minutes yeah. and be fine. Yeah. I will say one like two scenes that i don't think needed to be in this that like you could have taken out is i really didn't need the whole like aaron back in his apartment waking up in the middle of the night and talking about like his weird dreams only for the reason that like it kind of borders then on like a supernatural element to it because it's like he's in his dreams and then they're talking about like the locket and then joseph sends him the locket yeah so it's like, like yeah, more than likely he was like just outside of his apartment, like watching him. But well, that that is, that is shown exactly. He like ends up coming into his apartment at one night while, yes. while he's sleeping and like records himself like cutting a piece of his hair. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I just I don't know. It was like a weird like because there's two scenes of it, and it's like it's just weird because it's like I didn't really need that because you're you're making me feel like this is a supernatural film instead of just like a stalker film. I can kind of get behind that a little bit. Yeah. And what else? But that, uh, other than that. So just those two scenes were, were the two scenes, the, the both of him waking up and sleeping and, and then coming up and like talking about his nightmares. Yeah. Basically that that was like the only like bad thing that I had to say about this film. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take me out too much. And I think that it's fine because I think that it does add sort of an element of like, Oh, Aaron's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, or I mean, um, Joseph is listening to him and, and, and he's hearing what he's saying. He's like, fine, I'm going to fuck with him even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when he receives that, that package in the mail and it's like, Hey, by, by this time you saw the knife, you saw the, uh, what was it? The knife and something else. Uh, um, and the, oh, and the DVD, obviously, yes. because you're watching this. He goes, I want you dig a little bit further. And he shows him like the wolf mask mm-hmm. or the, the little, the little teddy, the little yeah. teddy bear wolf thing. And then he asks him to cut it open, and then there's that inside. I don't know. Like, it's just so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Because this movie... I, we, I, I, I was talking to you um, a few... Maybe like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, about how I showed my girlfriend the, the Blair Witch Project for the mm-hmm. first time. She, she never saw it before. And she was, like, kind of disappointed and underwhelmed by it. And I was like, I understand. Especially, you know, if you're, if you're just seeing the Blair Witch Project now and you're a big fan of horror... 
there is an underwhelming aspect of it at that time. Very different. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the thing, the main thing about the Blair Witch Project that I was like, you, you at least give it some credit is that it's probably one of the most realistic found footage films that you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and I think that this is kind of in that, um, area of, Mm -hmm. of, of found footage movie where it's like this movie doesn't, ever feel unrealistic yes uh because one of the main things with found footage that people always complain about which i kind of just ignore because i'm like it's a fucking movie so just get over <laughs> it it's like people people people's major complaint usually with a found footage film is it doesn't make sense why they're still recording while this is like happening like yeah. if, if they were being possessed or haunted or whatever like, they wouldn't be like thinking about grabbing a camera it's like okay fine like but it's a movie, so like get over it. This movie, I think, for the most part, makes sense of mm-hmm. why Aaron is always recording. Yes, even because it starts off as okay. I need you to always be recording for me, Joseph, because I want you to see, um, you know, my I want yeah, what I want, kind of man I am exactly, and I want you to make a movie for me for my or a video for me for my child. To then, Aaron's continuously recording at this point because he wants to have documentation if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Because even when. When um, Joseph is like, hey, man, can I talk to you real quick? Can you shut the camera off? This is just yeah. for us. And he's like, okay. And he, and he, and he uh, blacks out the camera. And then he just has the – and we just hear the audio of what's going on. And we have, like, that really crazy story about him raping his wife. Yes. Um. Again, like, it makes sense why he keeps the camera rolling because he wants to document everything mm-hmm. that's happening. And it makes sense why he's recording at his house. Yes. Because he's documenting what the hell's going on. Be- so if it gets to the point of anything really going wrong, somebody can find this – dvd or he can give it to the police exactly because like he even calls the police and is like oh i can't do anything about this so it's like if he has proof that there's something going on right then it's like okay now i have something to be like this is this is what's happening yeah um one other thing that i just remembered that like kind of was like why didn't this happen in the film um i was kind of i was really confused on the fact that like you know especially after that scene where it's like aaron hears something at his apartment and he's like walking around the house. I was like, I have a knife. Nobody come near me. Yeah, yeah. And like you see Joseph, which is a great shot, by the way. Yeah. Where he's just standing in the doorway. Yeah. Um, and then leaves. And then like the following scene where it's like, you know, he actually is inside the house and like takes the camera and like cuts, cuts his hair. His hair. Why did Aaron never watch back any of the tapes? Yeah. I, I, I guess there is an, uh, an element of that as well. But I don't know. I guess it's just one of those things where he's just recording for himself and He's not thinking about looking back at his own footage uh, mm-hmm. yet anyway. Yeah, like you know? maybe it's like, oh, let me wait like a couple more days, get anything. Yeah, that I yeah, can. exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I would have been like, like, especially after like that first night of hearing something, I would have been like, yo, I'm watching this back <laughs> and I'm seeing if there's anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm immediately going to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, there's it's a movie, so we mm. have to keep the thing going a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I mean, Joseph as as a character starting off so sweet and like mm-hmm. even like the the strangeness of the bathtub scene. Like oh, it, the it, tubby time yeah. is like really uncomfortable. It's weird, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it, it, there's all of these things about this film that are like, OK, man, this is unstrange. Like, this is very strange and kind of unusual, but I get it. And like mm-hmm. even the, like the, the kind of nonchalantness about Aaron and Aaron being like, dude, like listen, man, we're going to get much more personal than this. Like, this is not really anything. Like, this is fucking nothing. Uh, And then he has, like, that moment of, like, hey, man, like, I used to do this with my dad. It's like, like, after after the initial shock Mm -hmm. of 
uh, like, we're, okay, we're both two men and you're naked in the tub and I, and I just met you 15 minutes ago. After that's gone, there's this kind of sweetness to it. And yes. it's like, oh, believability. And it, and it does make sense. And, and it's completely um, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, even too, like when, you know, which... I think one is the best scenes in the film is like when they're going through like the mountains trying to find like that so-called healing springs. Yeah, the heart Um, rock. Yes. And it's like the entire time it's like this. I'm not sure like what we're looking for. Where are we going? Like, dude, do you even know where we are? And he's like, no. (laughs) It's like this mental like crisscross of like, oh, my God, he's getting us lost. And like Aaron is feeling uncomfortable. And then they finally make it to like the heart shaped rock. And it's like, okay, like, let's go in there. And they have like this kind of yeah they baptism have this, scene with one another exactly they have like this nice moment and then afterwards like you know again we get that great line where it's like did you think I was gonna kill you with that axe yeah and then he's like hey you still hungry like I know this perfect place that has like pancakes yeah and it's the subtleness of that yeah. where it's like once they get there he's like all right let's see what's good. And Aaron picks up on that. He's yeah. like, I, I thought you said you've been here before. Yeah, yeah. He's like, huh? And, <laughs> and, and what like what a perfect answer of like, oh, yeah, you know, like they change the menu every couple of years. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's so believable. But like, I would have felt uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I would have second guessed that. But it still is something that makes sense. Like, yeah. it registers in my brain. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, my God, like the, the subtlety of this. Like, yeah. even even like at the end of the night. And you have probably the best shot in the film besides, like, the like at the park with the axe. Yeah. And Aaron's standing at the bottom of the stairs, and, like, Joseph is at the top. With and the wolf like, mask. No, no, right? no. Like, when, when oh, he's just standing oh, there with the, the light right, over yeah, him. Yeah, and you just see, like, the silhouette of him. Exactly. And he's, he's just being like, oh, well, I thought you'd come in for, like, a scotch, and, like, we'd just hang out for a bit. Yeah. And he's like, no, I think the mountains are a little treacherous, so, like, let me get out of here. He's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. One, like... You know, it's one it's drink and I'll let you go. Yeah. It's great. And it's like, that's, that's the nail in the coffin. Kind of like, that's the point where it's like, Oh, yep. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, again, setting up and paying off though. What I was just talking about was the wolf mask. Yes. With peach fuzz. Yeah. Peach fuzz. Uh, he, he see, he gets scared by peach fuzz, um, in the, in the closet when he's like, Hey man, just go grab a jacket. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Oh man, I'm actually really happy that you found that because this is my dad. My dad made this mask and you know, we have this thing, blah, 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 blah. And then it comes full circle, obviously, at the end, but also, again, like little sprinkles, right? Like the mm-hmm. axe gets brought up like three times, right? He sees the axe, Aaron mentions the axe, or um, Joseph mentions the mask, and then he, or, uh, the axe, and then he kills him with the axe. Mm-hmm. Peach Fuzz, he is found. There's a moment with him. Then there's another moment with it when he's standing at the door mm-hmm. and they have like their final scuffle with one another. And then at the end, he's wearing the mask when he hits him in the head with the axe. Yep. Everything comes full circle. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I love the fact that when he drugs, when he drugs yes. Joseph, and he gets the phone call, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What the fuck is going on yeah. here?" <laughs> and she's like, "My brother has an illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just need to leave. You yeah, need it's to like, get oh, out of wait, there." And just, she's like, "You're gonna be fine." Like she's trying not to scare him. Yes, but she's like, "You really need to just get out of the house." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh shit!" The realization of, "Oh, it's your brother, right? Not yeah. your, not your husband, right?" Yeah. Uh, and cause even when he's like, I'm filming, I'm filming with your, I'm filming with uh, Joseph right now. And she's mm-hmm. like, who, what are you doing? What are you mm-hmm. And And then like the, that realization moment is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when he, again, when he tries to go down the stairs and Joseph is fucking standing in front of the door with, with peach fuzz on, it's fucking scary mm-hmm. because it's, it's, 
it feels like it could be real. Yes. And that's the big thing I think about this movie is like this may be this may not be the scariest horror film that mm-hmm. you've ever seen. And it's definitely not. But the realism of it yes. is what really enhances the horror yes. of like being trapped in this house. I can't get my I, I don't know where my car keys are anymore, so I can't leave. We're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. I'm, on, I'm we're at the top of a mountain, so mm. I can't just like go to the neighbors. Yeah, I can't like scream for help. There is no Internet. There is no I have no cell phone. Like everything is just like me yeah that's it. i'm just out here and and there and i'm and i'm stuck mm-hmm. and the simple fact of like them being in this house together with this guy who is clearly unstable mm-hmm. and they have their 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 kind of like final fight with one another because aaron towards like that por- portion of the film is at this point realizing like i need to get the fuck out of yes. here hence why he drugs joseph so so even too like right when like after he gets the phone call from angela and, like, he sees that Joseph's not sleeping anymore. And, like, mm-hmm. he's outside. And, like, Aaron says, like, I know what's going on. Like, I know that, like, you didn't hire me for this. And then Joseph just books it down the stairs. Yeah. I'd be like, not nah, fuck it. I don't care how... I'm st- going to jump over yeah, the I'll, fucking deck. I don't care how <laughs> steep that shit is. I'll shimmy my way down. I'm not going through the front door with that man in the house. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. I'm like, yeah. I'm not fucking going in that house. Hell no. <laughs> uh, but even like... Uh, Joseph has that really cool line of uh, when they're together where he's like, death is coming. Yeah. And it's like... the He's implying like, I'm going to kill you. But then he's like death is coming for all of us yeah and it's like yeah you're you're not you're not mm-hmm. wrong so like there's like this double this yeah. double meaning to it's to like he's talking it's like a weird like just threat where it's like you're gonna die someday <laughs> at some time i don't know when and so am i <laughs> and it's like is, is that a threat or like is that just knowledge yeah exactly but, but then he like twists it around and he's like i don't want to die and like starts crying yeah yeah so it's again he's trying to play he's that manipulative sympathy. man yeah. he's so manipulative uh Another incredible scene that I really love is the idea of when when they get into that fight when he's wearing mm-hmm. the peach fuzz mask and then it cuts to Joseph yes. going up the mountain with what looks like a body mm-hmm. in like three trash bags and he starts digging a grave. You're like, oh, he fucking killed him. Damn it. Yeah. And then it cuts and he pulls the camera and he's like, hey, he just sent me this. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. That's very, very well executed. <laughs> like, I, I bought that. Like, yeah. The first time I watched that, I bought that, that he killed Aaron and now he just has the camera. Exactly. And then it's like, no, he's just trying to send a message. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. Uh, and then he, he keeps sending him these messages and then he's just like tormenting poor Aaron, man. Like, you feel so bad for mm-hmm. Aaron throughout this whole thing because Aaron's such a nice guy and you're just like, man, mm-hmm. like... I know you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Even too, like when like he goes outside and like he hears the trash can. And he's like, ah, oh, damn raccoons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, man, mm. we know what this is. Yeah. Um, you know what this is. <laughs> yeah. So he ends up getting that final message from, mm. from, uh, Joseph and he decides like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out to the park and I'm going to give this guy one final chance. And he's like, he even has that moment where he's like, hey, man, I'm fucking recording this. So if you do anything, like, I'm going to have it on tape. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, he keeps looking back a few times and he's like looking around and it's like, all right, he's, he's you know, he sees it. Here's a chainsaw go off. And again, he looks, he looks, he looks around one more time. And then he finally, just, finally just kind of like fully gives himself to it. Like, I'm just going to wait here. Mm-hmm. And you have that moment of. I mean, it's the best scene. It is. It is the very best scene in the in film the, where it's in like broad daylight. Mm-hmm. There's nobody around in this fucking park because they just like, it seems like they kind of live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and you have Aaron sitting on the bench, just kind of like scrolling through his phone, whatever, not paying attention, waiting for Joseph to show up. And Joseph shows up in a, in a long trench coat, axe in his hand, which mm-hmm. you don't see right away. No, because he kind of has it in his sleeve and he yeah, drops it. And he drops it between his feet. Which is kind of weird. Like, I would have heard something like that. Yeah, I mean, of course, again, you have to just give yourself yeah. away. Like, okay, it's a movie, whatever. But I, I do like the fact that, like, Joseph addresses yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it kind of gives you a reason as to be like, okay, this was stupid, but here's a reason why it's not stupid. Yeah, uh, and then he puts on the he puts on the peach fuzz mask and he drives the axe directly into his head. And then one, again, one plump, one head. And th- I mean, that's really all it would take. I think, <laughs> I don't know, depending on like how weak you are <laughs> to swing it. Uh, and then again, it, it does a, s- a similar thing as like the trash bag thing mm-hmm. where and then we pull out again and Joseph is now recording himself with Aaron's camera. And he's like, and he basically says what you were just talking about where he's like, you know, I, I, I he's like, I've been sitting here watching this over and over again. And I'm, I'm wondering why did you not turn around? Mm hmm. And he's like, it's because you're the greatest person in the world. And like, that is the, imp- like, he's implying, like, mm-hmm. you trusted me. Yeah. Like, what you, you you trusted me one one time when you really shouldn't have. Yes. And it's because you're the greatest person in the world. And and, and he ends up taking, burning the disc. And he has, like, the little heart on it. Mm-hmm. And when it, and, and he puts it in the thing while he's getting that phone call yep. of a fucking perfect sequel to a, like, a perfect setup to a sequel. Yes. And then, like, going through the cabinet. There also was, like, a fun jump scare, too, where it's, like, he scared himself with Aaron's scared, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was fun. But, yeah, yeah like, it, it really was, like, it's an underrated film. Absolutely. And, and any time that, like, I talk to anybody who's seen this movie holds it in high regards. Yeah, I love the movie. It, it's so good. And I, it's, like, kind of a weird thing where, again, it's so short. It's not even an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two characters. But for whatever reason, I always go back to it. I watch it at least once a year, minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes more than that. <laughs> uh, and it's a great little... Uh, I think that this is a fun movie to watch with people. Mm-hmm. Because it's got everything. It's got the tension. So, like, if you're all just kind of like hanging around drinking, like, you can all get into it and be like, oh, no, get out of the fucking house yeah. and all that. Like, it's got, it's that kind of element. But also, it's got the element of like watching it by yourself with the lights off and you're just like, give yourself to it. Mm-hmm. It kind of can freak you out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's a great little indie movie mm-hmm. uh, that I highly recommend. And I th- I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad that, uh, is this the final? This is the Film. final movie for Halloween. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I think we ended on a strong note. Mm-hmm. Um, Eight and a half peach fuzz masks. It's it's so good. Uh, I have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Probably one that you wouldn't expect me to mm-hmm. because I notorious don't like Guillermo del Toro. Oh, fuck you. It actually is my pick. <laughs> God, I was I was literally <laughs> thinking like, oh, you know, maybe like I, it's not going to be it. Well, Cabinets of Curiosity mm-hmm. uh, is pretty good. Um, I watched the first episode so far. I've watched uh, two. Mm. The first two. Um, and I think this is Guillermo Toro at his best mm-hmm. because they're like short. They're like 45 minutes roughly, depending on, you know, each one. Uh, so that I think that really forces Guillermo to not go off into all his little yes. tangents and side stories. It's like, no, this has to be like a character or two characters. It has to be a very contained little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not the scariest. Um What's which one was the first one? Was uh, that the, room the thirty six. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the next one is re- is cool. The next mm-hmm. one that you're gonna watch is cool. Uh, it, it, again, not like the freakiest and the scariest that that the stuff, but mm-hmm. good tension, some really good gore, uh, 
and it just it seems like they're getting better as they're going on. So okay. I'm hoping that that uh that we that we continue on this streak because um it's kind of fun what Netflix is doing. It's like, hey, we're built it's a countdown to Halloween, so we're giving you like one episode exactly. into Halloween. Which I think is like really, really smart way yeah. to do it. It's like you start at ten twenty five and then work your way to ten thirty one. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh and uh it's Honestly, one of my favorite things Guillermo del Toro has been has done in the last few years. Well, that so. was the thing too. Is like it it feels like it's such an upgrade from uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah, which like, he didn't make; he produced. No, but he also kind of produced this. Like every every episode is like done by a different director. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it's like it's it's kind of like one of those um, like Guillermo del Toro presents. Yes, and he's like kind of like the mastermind behind it all, and he's getting everything put together. Exactly. Uh, I, I I'm I'm enjoying it much mm. more than I was initially giving it, and like I I hate that I don't like Guillermo del Toro because I want <laughs> to like him. I do. I really yeah. do. Like I like him as a person. I like mm. him as a director. He's so nice and he seems so genuine. Um, I just I just have a hard time like relating to his a lot of his films. I know a but, lot of uh, his films are like that fantasy and war aspect to it. Yeah, which I'm like I'm tired of. I guess maybe mm-hmm. at this point, like we did it once at Pan's Labyrinth. I don't need to see it again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, but his older stuff is better. Like Mimic is really cool. Um, yeah, I, I I don't hate Mimic. I like Mimic. Um, what a Devil's Backbone is really Devil's good. Backbone's too. really cool. Uh, he has a weird thing for like stabbing people in an uncomfortable places <laughs> yeah like there's an armpit stab in that movie yeah and then like in crimson peak get some right in the eye yep. it's like man like just just fucking stab him normally in a normal stomach area <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i think it's actually uh it's probably the best thing that he's done in a very long time in my opinion so uh, mm-hmm. i'm happy to report that i'm slowly maybe getting back on the gamma del toro train hopefully hey, yeah well you know yeah we'll see how it goes so that's it uh zach what is our last and final Halloween theme topic. So it works out pretty well that we did Creep, but I want to have a conversation about found footage horror movies because I think there's something there. It was such a niche little like spot for like the longest time. And it was like a a topic that I always liked for like a good five years. It was like, I just want to watch found footage horror. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're going to talk about that. Zachary, Mm -hmm. take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, there's a little peach fuzz in you yet.